The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. On round two, Sabrina Nanji is here with Queens Park Observer, principal at BroadwayStrategy.com, the guy behind the very popular touchdowns and fumbles feature. Bob Reed is here, and MP Marco Mendicino, member of parliament for Eglinton Lawrence. Good morning to y'all. And Marco Mendicino, let me put you in the hot seat right off the top. I don't know if you were listening, but city councillor for Toronto, John Burnside, was here just after the news at eight to pick a fight with what Yvonne Baker had to say on the show yesterday. First of all, let me find out if you're on the same page. Are you furious with Olivia Chow for blaming the feds for this city's economic problems? Problems? Well, I think where most people are at is, um, you know, if you're a taxpayer in Toronto, you don't want governments pointing fingers at each other, uh, that the relationship's got to be based on trust and open dialogue. And I will say, as an MP now for some time in Toronto, that is certainly the relationship that we had with the last mayor, uh, John Tory, and we'd like to see that continue. Um, instead, I think we've got this uh, budget that's been put forward by the mayor, uh, where she's proposing to raise taxes significantly, uh, and that's got people, I think, very perked up, um, especially at a time when infl- inflation is a challenge. You've also got um, potential cuts coming to the police budget, and I will say with all this public safety issues that we've had um, across, the, across the city, but um, especially in, in my community, at, at, for example, 401 and Avenue Road, that it doesn't just add up. Meanwhile, the federal government uh, has been there on housing, $470 million just last month announced. We have been there on transit funding. We have been there on climate change. And we have been there to commit another $100 million to help with immigration, specifically on refugees. So um, I think the only thing, uh, the only way forward is to work together rather than, you know, get into this backbiting. Okay. But do you not owe us for the refugee file? Uh, Well, to be clear, uh, we have committed $100 million. That's something that uh, we've said that we would do. And this is a matter of shared jurisdiction. So we are going to be there. Um, But to suggest that the federal government has not been um, has not been a partner is just disingenuous. We have uh, invested over five and a half billion dollars into the city of Toronto. Um, That is on the strength of 24 MPs who are here to deliver. And we are going to continue to do that. Bob Reed, let me turn to you and you can take this in any direction because there are two angles to this. One is just about ledger items. The other is about the politics of it all. Yeah, and it's it's a combination of the two. I mean, as as we've uh, talked about since the draft budget was released, we're into the posturing business now. We're into the uh, we're into the the well, in in this case, the name and shame in terms of of putting pressure on the feds to do more than they've done. And uh, as the honorable member says, yeah, they have done they have done some significant things, but Toronto's view is uh, is not enough, and so they've written uh, a line item right into the budget. Uh, putting putting Ottawa in the crosshairs for a higher than we're going to get already tax increase. So it's a, it's the posturing that goes on. It's the gamesmanship that goes on. It does get rather tiresome. Uh, but um, political experience over time has shown that it also, in a lot of cases, does work. So I'm sure, as usual, the truth will lie somewhere in the middle. Uh, we'll get to, we'll see something uh, additional from Ottawa. Not exactly what Toronto's looking for, but enough to make this move ahead. This has been a roiling debate for 24 hours. Sabrina and Angie, what do you make of it? 
Yeah, I think everything is political here. And I think Olivia Chow is is playing this very smartly in that sense. I thought it was interesting to even hear John Tory, you know, our former mayor, uh, tell you earlier this morning that he thought, you know, the feds are going to pony up more cash uh, eventually. But I think for Olivia Chow here to even pin this on Trudeau and, and the federal liberals in one of their few remaining bastions in Toronto. I mean, there are even a couple of seats that that aren't so uh, aren't as much done deals as, as they have been in the past. I think that that's very smart for her politically, uh, whether or not it will pay off. It sounds like literally the, the Ottawa might eventually cough up the cash. And then that's going to be another political win for Chow, who is still enjoying a honeymoon uh, during her mayorship so far. And Marco Mendicino, just a bad cleanup on this story. I'm very curious. I don't I don't have the list in front of me of ridings that were identified as being vulnerable for liberal MPs. But are liberal MPs in the Toronto area nervous? Well, I think right now, with regards to the city budget, um, my colleagues uh, are frustrated uh, because of the relationship that we have worked on for for years. And, you know, I, my other two co-panelists are right. I do think that there are some uh, politics uh, that are at play here. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's not what uh, my residents care about. What they care about are results. Uh, what they care about is help with uh, you know, dealing with inflation. And if you're going to raise property taxes, one, you got to make sure you get your own fiscal house in order. And that means investing in the right thing, um, looking for any pot potential savings. You know, there's also some reports about uh, there being um, pay hikes, for example, for, for some uh, within the city. Um, and meanwhile, people are, you know, having challenges paying for, for the grocery bill. And that is something that the federal government has helped Canadians with. So, look, we, we want the relationship to work. Uh, the relationship's got to be based on, on trust and not on backbiting. And that's where I think the focus of our colleagues, uh, me and my colleagues, lies. Okay. A not so subtle reference, of course, to Olivia Chow, who as of the first of the month was in line for a 3.5% pay hike. Bob, I'll start with you because uh, I don't know if this necessarily is going to end up on touchdowns and fumbles on Friday, but I, I get it. When you're saying you can't pay the bills, getting a raise is not such a great optic, but at the same time, we created an automatic system so we didn't have to keep revisiting compensation of elected officials, and now everyone outrage that it kicked in on the 1st of January. Yeah, and to me, your second point, John, is the, is the most important one there. A process was set up to automatically regulate, based on cost of living increases, uh, adjustments in compensation for uh, elected officials at the city of Toronto. I think we need the same thing at all levels of government, because as soon as you get into the... Uh, uh, optically very positive in some cases I'm not gonna take a pay increase or we're gonna freeze our pay so that we feel the pain like everybody else inevitably down the road that leads to a situation where an imbalance has formed over time that needs to get corrected and then the optics are really bad and it's a vicious cycle that just keeps lathering rinsing and repeating so uh, on this case I would say to Olivia Chow take the increase don't mess with the system. Leave it alone. Take the short-term hit that your critics are going to give you, but move forward. Yeah, Sabrina, for me, a story like this reminds me of the requisite front page of the Toronto Sun after we've had a change of uh, government at Queen's Park, and they grieve the fact that people who are leaving get a severance package, even though that's exactly what's in the formula. 
Yeah, I think this is just the systems we've created, but it still doesn't go over well with the public, especially now when cost of living is so high. Um, I, I think, you know, of course, it remains to be seen what, what Chow is going to do about this. She could use her strong mayor powers to get rid of it. She could donate to charity. She said she doesn't want it. But I'm actually in that camp, um, maybe unpopular opinion, that I think our politicians should be paid more. I mean, I think that that's how we get the best folks uh, by having like a competitive salary and candidates that, you know, could be making more money on, on Bay Street. Like we want the country's best people representing us uh, at all levels of government. So I think they should be paid more. You know, MPPs at Queen's Park have had their salaries frozen at just over 116000 for years now. Um, we all know that that, you know, it isn't a lot of money in, in today's times. So I, I don't all come at me with your knives at once. I think all politicians together. <laughs> OK, well, and they also don't get a pension worth mentioning, which sounded like a great idea back in the day. OK, Marco Mendicino, uh, federal MPs, do you guys get cost of living or how does it work? Uh, well, I th it's not it's not um, it's not pre pre uh, set in perpetuity, as uh, Bob was describing uh, describing earlier. Um, there there is a periodic review and then, uh, you know, it's it's usually set to a certain percentage. And that's that's the pattern that we're in right now. But I think, you know, to Sabrina's point, um, you know, and I have some experience in this. Yes, you do definitely want to attract um, people who are qualified, uh, people who bring a certain skill set to public life. And 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 that's how you attract the best. Um, I think where this lands today is that people are looking at the city budget and what they're really worried about is quality of service. You know, are you getting snow removal? Um, are you getting the kind of services when it, it comes to City Hall that you want to see? Um, are you uh, making are, are you sure? Are you confident that your community is safe? You know, we had a spat uh, about a, a, a spate, I beg your pardon, about a year ago where people were getting onto the TTC and were really worried about their safety because there was this violence. Uh, and this budget proposes to cut money from the right. police budget. And so I think the chief, uh, Myron Demkew, is right to be flagging as a concern that we have enough personnel. Okay, but we're kind of strain, straying from the topic at hand, which was just whether or not the mayor deserves a raise. <laughs> Yeah, look, I I just think, I, but I, I think what I what I'm getting at is that that conversation comes against the backdrop on how the city right. is allocating its budget, and I think people are looking at services. So yeah, attract good people, but make sure you're running your you've got your own fiscal house in order. And I think people will look at some line items like you know the police budget and worry that you know the community could be safer. Uh, meanwhile, Carolyn Bennett, my MP, I might add, has been or will be named ambassador to Denmark. Is that uh, patronage, Marco Mendicino, or just the way things get done? Well, first, I, you know, I want to put uh, my uh, cards on the table here. Carolyn and I are, are good friends, and this is somebody who uh, has given a lot to public life to pick up on on Sabrina's point. Before she got into politics, uh, she's a, a family physician. In fact, one of her uh, famous expressions is Bennett delivers. So she's, uh, look, she's uh, been a public servant for many years, and she still has a lot to offer. I know that there will be some, uh, you know, who will question uh, whether or not this is patronage. I believe this is a, an appointment that was made on merit, and I know that she'll serve the country well uh, in her new post. Yeah, and Bob Reed, I also know Carolyn Bennett very well. I think she'll be a fine ambassador, and yeah, you appoint your friends. 
Jean Chrétien said uh, very famously years ago, hey, guys, you know, you know. So that's that's the way it goes when there are when there are appointed positions and nice ones. Yeah, they they tend to go to longstanding party stalwarts. Is that patronage? Sure it is. Was it, uh, you know, t uh, ever thus? Yes, that's that's the way that's the way this has worked. So uh, I don't think it's a debate about whether Carolyn Bennett is uh, is a good candidate, is is well qualified for a role like that. Uh, I think she'll do fine in it, and good for her. I say. Well, and it's worth quoting another Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney, who once said, "You dance with the whore that brought you." Uh, thank you all. <laughs> Mark, I um, yeah. I just want to compliment Bob on his uh, Kretchen. Uh, I that is one of the better impressions I've heard, Bob. Wait. To go. Okay. Well, I got one. Thank but we're you out very of time. much. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, Marco Mendicino, Bob Reed, Sabrina, and Angie. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.